0: This comment is from Storm K. She says, Great first episode. Can't wait for more. Listened while on a jog. Kept going just to finish the episode. Aw, thanks Storm. You keep on moving that amazing bot of yours. And I would love to hear what you think of the show. Leave a review and I will make sure to get a shout out to you on a future episode. You are tuning in to episode 13 of the Living on Purpose podcast, and today is a super special episode. Last week, I delivered my very first keynote speech at the SWAN Women of the Year Awards Banquet. SWAN stands for Skagit Women's Alliance and Network, and is a nonprofit board formed in 1984 to serve as a network and liaison between various women's business and professional organizations in the Skagit County, which is where I live. The primary purpose of this board is to encourage and promote the exchange of information, ideas, and support throughout the various groups, as well as the benefit of all women. So after my speech last week, a few women came up to me with tears in their eyes, and they told me that the message that I delivered was exactly what they needed to hear. So I decided to share this speech on the podcast because maybe this message is exactly what you need to hear. Here we go. I was so honored and beyond grateful for the opportunity to present the keynote speech earlier this week. Because here's the deal. There was a time not too long ago that I didn't believe an opportunity like this existed for someone like me. An opportunity to stand in front of 300 extremely successful and inspiring individuals with the task of delivering the keynote speech for the Swan, Woman of the Year. Marie Forleo says, Beliefs are the hidden scripts that run our lives. And that is what I would like to talk to you about tonight. Our beliefs. You see, my hidden script used to be the belief that I'm not worthy. The belief that I wasn't worthy for a stage like this For an opportunity like this, allow me to take you back and explain. One of the first memories that I have that validated the belief that I'm not worthy was in second grade, and I can remember the experience like it was yesterday. It was the beginning of the school year, and my teacher had a weird affinity for icebreakers fun, easy activities that bonded our young class. This particular icebreaker was a silent one. We were given the task of lining up in order of tallest to shortest without speaking. Now, at five foot nothing, I have and always will be the shortest person in any room, so I knew exactly where my position in the line would be, so I went there. And as I watched my classmates in the middle struggle to arrange themselves, I decided to help out. So I got to work moving one classmate back a few positions, moving another one forward. I took the lead. I took charge. I was getting things done. And in my eight-year-old mind, we were crushing this icebreaker. And as I took one little boy by the arm to move him to a new position, he snatched his arm away and hissed at me, Maudie, you're so bossy. Uh, as I mentioned, this was a silent activity and Mr. Man here had just broken the rules. So I stepped back to look around to make sure we weren't caught. And thank goodness we were safe. But as I looked around, what I noticed were my other classmates nodding with this boy in agreement. "Maudie, you're so bossy. Now, I'm pretty sure this wasn't the first time that I'd been labeled bossy, But it was the first time that it hits home and really stung. It was the first time that I started to believe it. In my eight-year-old mind, I was being a helper. I was leading. I was getting it done. And somebody didn't like that I stepped into that role, so they put me in my place at the back of the line. And that is where I stayed for longer than I care to admit, for longer than anyone should stay hidden and silent. The thing about the back of the line is that you are out of sight, out of mind, completely out of the way. And as I looked around the room this evening, I wagered a bet that many there were also assigned similar stigmas and labels with the same intention, to put them at the back of the line, to keep them hidden, to keep them silent. And maybe you were also labeled this way. Maybe you were also labeled bossy, or maybe you were too loud, too sassy, too shy, to you fill in the blank. What was the label that was assigned to you to keep you hidden and silent? Here's the thing with labels like this. We may at some point start to believe them. I know that I did. I'm not worthy became the hidden script that was running my life. Luckily for me, and luckily for all of us, there were some trailblazing women who knew better. These women held different beliefs for us. They believed that the loud little girl was destined to become an influential politician. They believed that the sassy little girl was destined to become a successful attorney. That the shy one was destined to change lives by listening and offering life-saving therapy. And that the bossy one was destined to deliver keynote speeches. These trailblazing women decided 35 years ago that instead of the back of the line, that they would create this a place for all women to be celebrated, a community that recognizes women in the Skagit Valley for all our accomplishments, all our contributions, and all of our personalities. It is because of women like you, both the trailblazing women 35 years ago and the women who sat in this room, that I have been afforded this opportunity. The opportunity to change my beliefs, to move from the back of the line to the front of that room. I was encouraged through model and mentorship to reframe my old beliefs that have been keeping me quiet and stuck, to reshape new beliefs, accurate beliefs, that I am worthy of this, that we are worthy of this. You see, these new beliefs gave me permission to pursue my dreams and passions. Today, as a life coach, I teach and encourage women to live on purpose, and it is awe-inspiring to be in that room surrounded by so many women who are doing just that, living their lives with purpose and intention. As I was researching Skagit Women's Alliance and Network and reflecting on my key experiences with leaders of SWAN, three beliefs continued to emerge. The beliefs of courage, conviction, and confidence. Courage. You model the courage to fearlessly go after your professional goals, to demand a place at the table, and to be the successful women that you are. The courage to stand up and be seen, to use your voice to create positive changes in business and our community. The courage to do all that while maintaining your responsibilities as a mama as a wife, as a daughter, as a sister, as a friend. The courage to be a success in both your professional endeavors and your personal lives. One amazing woman in this room who has continued to demonstrate this courage for me is past president and SWAN Woman of the Year, 2012 Krista Poppy. In 2002, I worked for Krista at KeyBank. I had just dropped out at Gonzaga and moved home because I was pregnant. I could have used my dropout status or my single mama status to validate the belief that I'm not worthy. I could have continued to hold myself back because of this belief. Krista knew better, and she was not about to allow me this way of thinking. She became a model for me and demonstrated what I could become. Her courage was and is contagious. Krista showed me that I can be both an amazing, loving, and devoted mom, and also a very successful businesswoman. Two, conviction. Conviction is what I felt at every SWAN event that I attended leading up to tonight. At all the dinners, the coffee dates, the phone calls, the theme that transpired was the conviction of the importance of that night. The conviction to honor and celebrate the outstanding achievements of women right here in our local community. The conviction that women are just as powerful as men and must be recognized for that. The conviction to continue the movement that the trailblazing women started 35 years ago. When I met with past president Laura Henderson, she shared with me that her mother was the first recipient of the Women of the Year Award. When Laura told me she had tears in her eyes, tears of pride and tears of conviction, she told me that she had never been more proud of her mom than she was the night she received that award. And the conviction, Laura's conviction and your conviction for equality and in recognizing women who are not normally recognized is something to be proud of. And three, confidence. Oh, the confidence in that room was inspiring. Here's what I saw. I saw a room full of women who have the confidence to celebrate each other. The confidence that says we believe in connection over competition. The confidence to know in our heart of hearts that by building each other up, it by no means takes away from our own unique brilliance. I met with Uh, Jennifer Housen, Vice President, and I asked her what they wanted me to talk about. And you want to know what she told me? She said, Madi, we hired you to be you. That is all you need to do. Show up and be yourself. That is some of the best advice that I have ever received. The confidence to be myself and the confidence in my worth. Jennifer reiterated the fact that my old belief was bogus, that I am worthy just as I am, that we are worthy just as we are. And I wouldn't have been showing up as myself, as my authentic and true self, if I didn't address a common challenge that I've noticed. Over the past few years, I've been working with very successful and driven women as their life coach, and I've also been very intentional about surrounding myself with amazing people. And there's a common challenge that these women continue to bump up against. A challenge that I suffered and continuously work on. A challenge that, if not addressed, will have detrimental impact on us and those who depend on us. The challenge is burnout. I see women running around wearing hustle as a badge of honor. Holding the belief that we have to do it all. The belief that more is required the belief that we have to be all things to all people. It is with these beliefs that we have started walking the thin line between hustle and burnout. And ladies, that line is oh so thin. See, for me, it happened in an instant. I crossed that line a few years ago. I was sitting in my insurance agency, hustling away. The agency was thriving. We were setting records at the time, crushing goals. I was also launching my coaching practice. The blog and my social content were on point and consistent. I was working on the podcast, and I was running the kids around to all the sports and volunteering at the school. One minute I was doing all the things, and the next minute I wasn't. I had hustled myself right into urgent care. And ladies, my story of burnout is not unique. Although at the time I felt very alone, I now know that I hold good company. Ariana Huffington, editor-in-chief at the Huffington Post, collapsed in 2007 in her office. She hit her head on the way down, lost consciousness, and woke up with a broken cheekbone. Ariana's ailment? Exhaustion. Rachel Hollis, best-selling author and motivational speaker, suffered vertigo for years, Until a homeopathic doctor helped her see the problem. She was stressed. Did you know that 80% of our doctor visits are due to stress? Ladies, we are too damn important to allow burnout to creep in. We have too many lives that still need our impact. There are too many little girls and women who are being silenced and hidden, who need our model and our mentorship. It is our responsibility to sustain this level of excellence, this level of success. It is our responsibility to sustain this, the movement of the trailblazing women 35 years ago who started SWAN. We must stop this cycle of burnout. And I know how. Just like you challenged my beliefs that I'm not worthy, Tonight, I'd like to invite you to challenge the belief that you have to do it all, to challenge the belief that more is required, and to challenge the belief that you have to be everything to everyone. I'd like to suggest a new belief. The belief that self-care is the key to our sustainability. I know that self-care is such a buzzword right now but I want you to please listen because I am not talking about surface-level self-care. I'm not talking about Instagram-worthy self-care. I'm not talking about bubble bath, champagne, and pedicures. No, I'm talking about true self-care. I'm talking about intentional and practiced daily love for self. I am talking about the self-care that will continue That will allow us to continue at this pace. I truly believe that self care is the answer to sustain high levels of excellence, success, and achievement. So I invite you to take your courage, conviction, and confidence and unapologetically apply it to yourself. Have the courage to set boundaries with your time. And commitments, the courage to set aside time each and every day to honor your body, your mind, and your spirit. Hold the conviction that it will take to make yourself a priority, the conviction that understands that we cannot pour from an empty cup, the conviction to fill your cup each and every day, and the confidence, the confidence to model this love for self, to others. The confidence that is needed to pull little girls like me forward from the back of the line to the front of that room. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you for the opportunity and always keep living on purpose. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Living on Purpose podcast. It has been a blast hanging out with you. If you love this week's episode, please hit that subscribe button. That way you won't miss any future goodness we throw your way. Craving community and connection with like-minded badass women? Feel free to join us in the Living on Purpose Facebook group. And of course, the best gift that you could possibly give is an honest review on iTunes. All right, that's it. Until next time, always keep living on purpose.